Dear Ann Landis, my husband Dear is in shock. I'm extremely upset. Oh, my son got married Dear again. Ann Landis. We were very I happy to hear him. My wife was having a senior year. She thinks she's way too good. She had to get married. Dear Pod. Before we start, let's do it. Uh, because we have three. This is, we're down to the final three. Oof. Well, six, but three for, you know. Yeah, three balls. And then our balls will be done. And we got these balls about, cheers. <laughs> Why do you smell it? <laughs> Why belabor it? Just throw it in your face. Mm. You know, oh. since we're doing this so early, when you bite into it and look at it, it's like. You- no, don't look at it in a light. <laughs> it is just. It's cloying. This is the definition of cloying. It's sweet on sweet on weird flavored booze. I feel like the the sprinkles are harder this week. They are. They're getting harder like my soul. It's like a... They're getting more difficult like... Dog turd that's been hardened. I know. But with the soft scent. Is it bad that I like them more now? Dog turd? And I think this is... I like them more because I'm. it's like a Stockholm syndrome. Where I'm like, well, here I am. This is rough. I'm in it. I got to do it. You better start liking it. I think most of my diet is a Stockholm syndrome. I thought about this the other day because I was eating kale chips. Why? Exactly. Because the world says I should because I'm a female. Uh So it's like, I think I've trained my palate to like foods that it wouldn't like if the world didn't tell me not to like them. Like I'm way into almond milk yogurt right now. This if what? I met me five years ago, I wouldn't know me. Almond milk yogurt? Yeah, like an almond-based yogurt. Almond is having a moment. It's been having a moment for a while. And so is cauliflower. Well, yeah. I want to be the cauliflower of comedy, okay. where it's like five years ago, nobody saw me, but now I'm everywhere. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she's better, everywhere. She's in my grocer's freezer. She better be good. <laughs> she's in the dairy aisle. Uh, before we start, and I tell you the story, I feel like... Let's do, let's pop the gift that you bought because (laughs) sure, we could live high on the hog and get ourselves a bottle of Vuvclico, but that's not in the budget yet. So until this podcast starts making money, you brought individual cans of barefoot. Oh, even the pop is offensive. So anticlimactic. A can of barefoot wine spritzer. First of all, barefoot is not a wine. It is a wine product. If you look that up, I grape wine, grape. Oh wait, wine is made from grapes. Wow. I know. It it doesn't even have that like. No, that's the sound of failure. (laughs) Drink your failure. Okay. Cheers. That's the most disgusting thing I've ever, I've ever you oh, know, you know, this you is know like, I'm getting Stockholm is, syndrome. I'm going to end up drinking the whole can. I can't do that. This is like when you have wine and you're at a pool and like water from the pool gets in, into the wine. <laughs> and and you're that's like, what this tastes like. You're like, like it's fine. A little bit of chlorine, a little bit of urine. I don't want to order another one. <laughs> it's just so hot. I don't want to get out of the pool to get another glass of urine wine. They should call it barefoot. Deal with it. <laughs> They call it barefoot because that's what it tastes like. It tastes like a foot. <laughs> God. Oh. It's nice to wash like, down those rum balls with pear and oh, lemon. Oh, it's like insult to injury. <laughs> if you like canker sores, you're going to love barefoot pear and lemon. <laughs> lemon. Lemon. This, what wine should ever have the word lemon prominently mm, displayed on the side? Lemon wine. All I can think of is the girl, the uh, Girl Scout, the Golden Girls episode where, um, where Sophia says, you're supposed to take your socks off before you squish the grapes. <laughs> this is disgusting. Um, well, yeah, why should I have, it's pictures of pears on the side. Pinot Grigio wine-based spritzer. Do you, you know that they had to meet with legal, with yeah. Karen from legal and say, what can we actually get away with that makes us believe that this is a wine product? It's a wine specialty beverage contains alcohol. Fizzy and light. Oh, here we go. Fizzy and light wine style. (laughs) Wine style. (laughs) 
There's always a word next to wine. Yeah. So it counteracts the word wine. Wine like. Like we don't want to get in trouble with Harvey. Wine's friend. <sighs> mm. Wine adjacent. That's what this is. Uh so you know, keep drinking your wine style. It's <laughs> <laughs> my new favorite thing. Tell me your haunted story. Okay, so my friend Court. <laughs> Has a friend. Yes, this is a friend of a friend story, but it's entirely oh, true. Okay. Uh, she moved to Syracuse okay. a few months ago. And uh, it was one of these new building complexes. So there's a whole bunch of different homes. Everything's sort of like they have a model home that you can see and you go into and then you design your own house. Well, they bought the model home. They move into it. And, uh, you know, they're they're unpacking. She's very like type A. Everything is organized and she keeps track of everything. It's like she had a, a budget every week for food and this is what I'm going to get. And everything is, you know, neat and tidy. And so they're <clears throat> going around the house unpacking and everything. And she notices that downstairs in the basement, the walls don't go all the way to the ceiling. It's like um, you can see the tops of the studs, mm-hmm. basically. So it's just not, not that much, but just a gap between the wall and the ceiling. Okay. She just notices it. Again, it's a model home, whatever. Maybe they just didn't finish it. They're going to get around to finish it. I don't That's know. That's a great model. Already. Welcome to Syracuse. Home. <laughs> Let me show you some, some extra special amenities this house has. We call these cooling gaps. That <laughs> <laughs> totally make something up. So <clears throat> It's a toilet placeholder. Oh, don't use it. Extra storage space. I would, that's, yeah, that's, that would be me if I were a realtor. I would take every bad thing and give it an assignment. Yeah. So going along, living in the house three months in, she starts to notice that like food is missing. And because she's type A, Mm -mm. she's like, where were these canned goods? What was going on? You know, so she, you know, I know I put this here, what have you. And, uh, are you, okay. You've got the, Okay. (laughs) He's going to work in tandem with me in the telling of the story. So she notices things go missing, just makes a note of it. The husband would come home with dry cleaning and it kept sort of like disappearing. Like he just was like, where was that shirt that I just brought home? But again, it's like life happens and you're forgetful and maybe I left it in the car. Maybe I left it at work, whatever. Um, So she goes down in the basement one day and she's organizing something and she hears, she hears something in the walls. Mm-mm. And she was like, oh, God, squirrels, what do we have? We have some sort of rodent. And because there's the the little tiny gap between the wall and the ceiling, she couldn't look over there. It wasn't big enough for her to look down. So she took her phone and she stuck it between the gap and she just flashed a picture and the flash went off. And then she pulled the phone back to see what was in there, fully thinking she was going to see a raccoon or some sort of, you know, uh-huh. squirrel. No, it was a man. <gasps> <laughs> There's the picture. And yes, we're going to put this on our Instagram Oh, so that people can see. It was a man. He has a pull-up bar. Living in the crawl space. <laughs> Not only... A man just living in there, but he has like a mattress. She has all of her husband's dry cleaning. I see that. Oh. That's basically a one bedroom apartment in New York City. But you made it seem like it's an unfinished wall as if it's like uh, like an exterior wall. This is like a. It's an th- interior wall. And what like it was covering up was a crawl apartment. space. Yeah, fully, fully. Studio apartment had been living there underneath them. For at least three months, probably before that. I'm sure he had like squatters I, rights. I honestly would be in the hospital because I will have turned around so quickly and slammed my fucking head into one of those weird beams that are in the middle of a basement. Yes. And then I'd wake up in that crawl space apartment and be like, where am I? Go away, you eating me. And then it's like the movie Us and he's like, we're trading places now. You're the spirit version of me while I'm going to go upstairs and eat your food. What? What? So what happened? That's the part of the story I don't have yet because what? I would have blacked out. Well, he got arrested. He did get arrested. But I mean, like the, the part that I want to know is what happened in the immediate moments following the fact that you took a picture where you fully thought you were going to see a raccoon or a squirrel and you see a man. How does he a get man in there? Where's on the, the door? I don't know. Nobody knows. But he was coming and going. 
He had shirts. He had nice, clean, pressed, button-down shirts in there and lots of food. I would sell that house ASAP. I would burn it to the ground. <clears throat> I would never, never feel comfortable in my house. I would scream for 21 straight days, first of I all. I would be like Jennifer Grey in uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes. It's just... Bueller. Ha! Ha! Ah! Like run up Three the kicks to the yeah. face. <laughs> I, I don't know what I would do if I pulled a phone back and I looked and there was a picture of a man on the other side of that wall. Oh, I know what it would happen. First of all, my testicles would vibrate because <laughs> they are so nervous. Like what the fuck? And then I'd probably, I'm not even going to lie. I will probably urinate. I would faint All over myself. Yes. And then I would run like I am being well, I probably would be being chased, chased by a man with slam an Slam the door, lock it. Like that's going to do anything like in a model home. Like, oh, this kid's going to lock. <laughs> like, no one's going to get past this hollow core door with a lock on it. He's figured out how to live in your house for three months, but this will stop him from coming upstairs. <laughs> opened up a bank account under your name. <laughs> I taught him. I don't remember buying a Volvo. <laughs> I. That's a weird Parkinson's but. This comes up from the ground. Oh my god! I oh my god! So she called the cops. Die. He was arrested. Uh huh. I would burn the house to the ground after I, that. I, I I would have to silkwood shower myself. And there's the not enough. No. no, there's, there's not, not enough, enough scrubbing. Yeah, there's not enough bleach to drink. For sale sign done. It would be like the family at the end of Poltergeist when they go oh, <laughs> when, when they, they get, everybody gets in the car and they're like, "What's up?" And then what I love about the last scene, last scene of Poltergeist is that the boy is like, leave her, leave her dad about his sister. <laughs> She's just standing in the middle of the road screaming, leave her. I like when they go to, they check into the hotel and then like you like, you hear like the creepy kids music and then like the door to the motel opens and he just throws the TV out. I love it. God, that movie holds up. Greg T. Nelson. Steven Spielberg. Timeless. I think that that's the perfect transition for me to say. Hello, and welcome to Dear Pod. I am Yobeth Williams. <laughs> and I am Craig T. Nelson. And we're coming to you live. Live. Not so live. Behind the walls of the Maha'a Lounge. <laughs> we're hiding in your crawl space. Come hide in the crawl space of my heart. Pineapple Ranch. And set set up shop there. Grab somebody's dry cleaning. Sit back, relax. Open up a canned good that you stole from the st from the good people upstairs. Ew. Terrifying. And uh, crack up, open your creamed corn, and let's do this thing. So, <laughs> in case you're just coming to us for the first time, this is a podcast where we look at old advice columns from a bygone era, and we break them down. We see if their advice still holds up today. You know, dear Anne, dear Anne, dear Abby, dear Abby, <laughs> wow. Anne Landers. There's, there's lots more out there. Uh, there's lots of other old-timey advice columns. And I like that I say old-timey because I'm introducing a new advice columnist today. Okay. And by old-timey, I mean I have articles from 1980. So that's old-timey for hey, some people. But, uh, you know, everything old is new again. Every, we're wearing all our clothes from the 80s. My waists of my pants are getting so high that they're like up to my chest now. Or you can button your neck. I know. I support this. It's my um, Ed Grimley look. <laughs> it's getting so high. My, my waistlines are getting so high. Hmm. I think that's why I'm developing a, a fupa. It's like my body is adapting to the fashion. But the fupa's in your neck. Well, finally, I'll have boobs. <laughs> <laughs> boobas. That's such an That's asshole. These are my boobas. Oh, is it bad that I want to have another rum ball? No. Yeah, it is. I know. that is not is great. diabetes in a ball. If you're lucky. <laughs> if you only get off with diabetes type 2, you're lucky after you've had Tartufo <laughs> rum balls and wine-style products. So... Who started last week? I feel like it was me. I think so. All right. So um, you have your papes today because you go real vintage. You bring paper, bring paper to read from. And right now, some environmentalist is pissed at us. Okay. Short but sweet. Okay. Just like I like some. Chicago Tribune. 
July 25th, 1976. I love this new love transition this, voice. I, I love the 76. Everybody does. It was the bicentennial. <laughs> I was a bicentennial baby, July 16th. Oh, wait, you said bicentennial? I was a bisexual baby. <laughs> In 1976, everything was bi. It was trending. There was two of everything. I really wish you wouldn't do pink or blue. He's bisexual. What? <laughs> Let okay. him decide. Uh, God. Yes. Give him a hammer. <clears throat> Dear Abby, my fiance said he wanted to present me with a stone that had been in his family for a long time. So naturally, I was excited when he handed me a small ring box. I'm excited already. Imagine how I felt when I opened it and found an ugly little gray stone, which he laughingly identified as a gallstone. What? One, one of many that he had been surgically removed from his mother. What? What? What do you think of a clown like this? Signed, not laughing. What? What? <laughs> okay, I'll let, you, I'll let you do the response and then we can <laughs> dear, rip this shit apart. Dear Abby response. <clears throat> dear not... Because it was not. not oh, okay. Not, not. Do not. His mother may have had the gallstones, but he's got the gall. I caps. saw this coming from a I mile know. away. She is so hack. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. Um, also, side note, after this, there was like, she, I think she responds to some other letter. <gasps> oh, wait. So what? that was it. That was it. First That's of all, it. that was the end That's of what it. she had to say. Right. But. At the end of this, she does a little, she does like a little shout out. Confidential. Confidential. Because so does Anne. Oh. So people write to them and they don't want to print. Either the person doesn't want their letter printed and they want an answer to it, or Anne or Abby or whatever doesn't want to print it for any given reason. Mm -hmm. Swallow the wine style. It's really <sighs> hard, isn't it? Yeah. I gave up after two sips. Yeah, I know. So, so she had a response to the confidential letter that she got. Right. Which so is, she goes right in. So like, you're... But he's got the gall. Period. Right. Then she says, confidential to Marilyn, mom, when your son starts telling you he prefers blonde babysitters, he doesn't need one. <laughs> <laughs> I like that she attached that onto the end. It would have been even better if she had like a really serious article that was like, what do I do when my, when my husband has been cheating on me? And she was like, blonde babysitters. <laughs> oh, my God. Now, back to the top. Gallstones. Gallstones. So he gave her a gallstone from his mother. <laughs> what? Is that some like Dungeons and Dragons bullshit? No, that's some Oedipal crap. That's disgusting. That is, that needs that's to be like, unpacked by a psychologist. That's like people who save their kids' teeth. Like when you open up a drawer <gasps> and all of a sudden you're like, what is that? Oh, my parents did that once upon a time and I found them. And that, that's a box of horrors. I found that at the job that I have because I have to do things Dust like that. them? I walked in and I had to open. I was looking for like birth certificates or something. And all of a sudden I came across this little box. I'm like, oh, what's that? And I'm like, this is bad. Like, you don't just know when you're like, I don't want to open that. And then you open it and you're like, oh my. And it's like, a, it's just a box oh, full of teeth. <laughs> Individual teeth. Not like a set of teeth, but just like haphazardly like around, like, like a box of beads, but they're all teeth. Oh! Uh, and there's someone else. It's like one thing. You're like, oh, these are my baby teeth. These are someone else's teeth that I didn't know. And you know, like those little boxes when you like, like you have a hard time with the clasp, and then it opens and kind of like pop things kind of pop out into your hand. So now you have someone else's teeth in your hand. It's actually touching your skin. Well, first of all, I love that you went to the trouble to open it because you knew <laughs> this is a private small <laughs> box and there's nothing in here that's for me. I don't want to see what it is, but I'm going to open it anyway. First of all, second of all, that woman is the devil and I'm pretty sure that she uses those teeth to perform witchcrafty ceremonies uh, when the moon is high and full. I need a new job. I know you do. We're working on it. I I just restored my hair from this job. <laughs> from ripping it out? I just started well, growing what? back in. She's keeping that hair in a box somewhere in her house. <laughs> so get a ready. Wall from that bald guy. When the next <laughs> red blood full moon happens, she's going to use it to perform a ceremony. And then you're going to be stuck in that job forever. Let me ask you this. If Jim gave you a ring or a stone and it wasn't a diamond and it belonged to his mother's gallbladder, <laughs> that it belonged to his mother's gallbladder. Well, was it a joke? Would it be a joke 
I mean, well, first of all, well, clearly not if she like went through the trouble. It's not like she'd like text her friend like, hey, Becky, guess what? Asshole just gave me a gallstone. <laughs> no, she went. First thing she did, she went to her desk, her secretary desk, took out her pencil. Here we go again. Wrote it down. Dear Abby. She's like, I know somebody who can help yeah, me this with this. asshole. It's a good way of venting, first of all. But my question is, so instead of like discussing this with your partner, you just went to a total strength. You went yeah. to your desk and then asked. She's like, I know I'm going to override this right now because <laughs> this is too much for me to talk about with a friend. I need to shut. This is shut down. It's so disgusting for somebody to save something from the inside of themselves for purposes like that. And somebody, I look, I'm trying to find the words. My uncle had a bridge put in his mouth, like three teeth put in his mouth, speaking of teeth. Uh huh. And he was eating fistfuls of those gummy spearmint leaves, oh, those sugared spearmint leaves. Yeah. That no one buys. That nobody ever buys. And you look and yeah. when you're in Walgreens and you see them and they're next to the circus peanuts, you're like, who ever buys these? My because, well, so did he. Yeah. They're out there. There is a very small category of people who like to eat gummy spearmint leaves, sugared. And so he ate them. And because they're made out of Gorilla Glue, (laughs) it ripped the bridge out of his mouth and he swallowed it. After some x-rays, the doctor said, we have to wait for this to pass or we have to go up with a sturdy wire brush. So he took... The first option, which was wait for it to pass. So he shat out his teeth. <laughs> no, it gets so much worse. Then he put them in some antibacterial disinfectant uh-huh. and uh, put them in a glass. And to this day, those teeth are back in his mouth. <laughs> well, He I shat mean- out his teeth, he rinsed them off, and he put them back in. Well, the alternative is putting a wire brush up your butt. I would rather do that. And you know what? <laughs> it's sensitive Foot down the bill there. It for is a bridge. Sensitive. Look, it's more about <laughs> than what you put your shit teeth back in your mouth. Does your mouth smell like shit? <laughs> I think there's lots of lessons to be learned yeah. here. And the your first one is like don't shit. eat. Have a piece of gum. Don't eat gummy spearmint leaves. <laughs> They're not going to do anything for your breath at this point. <laughs> yeah, choppers come out his ass. So, so back to my point, some rough trade, which is teeth in his butt. That is a rough trade. You want to put your fingers in there. If something comes out of somebody's body, throw it out. Don't save it. No, it's not mementos. Unless it's a baby. You can save that. Do I talk about something absolutely revolting and disgusting? Oh, lean in. Okay. So we're drinking wine style, right? It's, it's not a good, okay. (laughs) Don't look at the time. So, um, I'm pretty open-minded, Like people can pretty much talk to me about Anything. And I thought you said touch me about anything. People can pretty pretty much touch me anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um and so we were talking about we were talking about sex and one of our friends was talking about um I don't know, I don't really know how we got on this topic of fisting, but we did. <laughs> all roads lead to like, spelunking. Like, oh great, like tell me all about it. They're like, Oh, are you interested in all? I'm like, absolutely I am a hundred percent uh no. That is not something I'm in, in, in interested in. So he talks about it. I'm like, oh, the whole time I'm just like looking at my nails and like, this is that. You are what you're grabbing your pearls. Yeah. That was like, ooh, there's not enough lava soap <laughs> in the world to clean <laughs> off to feel that. No. Um, and then we're I'd like, rip oh, my that's hands interesting. Off. And then he's like, he's like, oh, well, like he's like, basically he's been with everybody that wants to do anything at least once. I was like, that's fascinating. Um, I can't, I can't personally say that I would be like, oh yeah, sure. You want to do that tonight? That sounds so anyway. So the the story is, um, we got into like the topic of water sports. Like, "Mm, not really interested. Nope. No, I don't really like if something's exiting your body, I don't actually want it near me. I don't want it dropped upon my chest. So, and here's where it takes a turn. Oh my God. I'm already clenching my sphincter. I want you to look at these rum balls. No, I'll never eat them again. And now imagine during your lovemaking. Stop it. Stop it. We're not going back there. I can't do this again. When you're making love. Stop it. 
And then someone turns to you and I'm like, you know what I'd like? What's that? I really want you to take a shit on me. Oh. <laughs> Where? I want you to shit in my mouth. <gasps> Come again? I like exactly. You shit in my mouth. And then if there's so many logistics here, I'm like, okay, so then you did. Yep. No. You did. Oh, okay. And in my mind, I'm like, like on your bedding, like, I like that. How do you know that? How do you know that it's not going to like, it's just going to come out like TCBY. Like, how do you know it's going to like shoot out like a salad shredder? (laughs) And then I'm like, he's like, well, I didn't want to kiss him afterwards. I'm like, I would hope not. And then after that, um, I'm like, so he did it. So he did it. So he did it without a contract involved without a lawyer. So then what does he do afterwards? (gasps) <gasps> no, Patrick, why are we talking about this in front of the rumbles? Oh, wait, did he swallow it? He just like chewed and swallowed it. He ate it. And no! I was like. <laughs> no! <laughs> ah! Look, I like to buy organic, but I have a limit. <laughs> I don't feel right. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna puke up all the wine style. Ah! <laughs> Was that? <laughs> Did he chew it? <laughs> Was that chewing? That's my, I have my question. next question is like, <laughs> we've both come to the table this week with stories that have gaps in them. And now we have to go back. So my question is, first of all, <laughs> I am not, I'm not, I do not like when you're in, when you're making love, and then like, I'm going to flick on the overhead light. I'm going to rip, not only am I going to rip your hands off that light switch, I'm going to rip the fucking light fixture off. I'm going to rip your ceiling. arms out of the sockets. <laughs> and turn on some music because I don't want to hear that noise. So imagine someone is now eating your shit and you have to listen. It's like someone like eating a banana into a microphone. It's like, I want to just sit there and wait till you finish. That's disgusting. Eating, eating a banana into a microphone is so vivid. Gross. It's so accurate. You know that noise. That Oh, the smear, the smear. And then you have to like lick your lips and you're like, what do you turn and say? So Ooh. how was that? And it just looks like he just had like a Heath bar. Ew, <laughs> like, oh it's like, my you know what? God. Get to the bathroom, <laughs> floss your teeth, pour some bleach. Rip your head off leave. of its body. Thanks for coming. That's a great story. Don't look me have in the eye. Night. Yeah, have some mint leaves and get the fuck out of here. Swipe left. Have <laughs> <laughs> some spearmint mint leaves. <laughs> oh, my God. It wow. is uh, Oh, I don't even know how to come down from that. I don't know. I like that. Go into my first, next- my first thought was, did he chew it? That's what I thought. But then again, I'm also thinking, again, Consult the a doctor. This is how bedding. measles start spreading, yeah. you know. Um, no. I think that we've learned from this article that we should never share our insides with people who are outside. But I support it if that's what you want to do. <laughs> if that's your this kink. This is a safe space. But that's not how you find out if that's somebody's kink. That you give them a box that they fully are going to think that it's an engagement ring. And you're like, but wait, this there's is my way of telling but you. But wait, there's more. Anal beads. Like that's that's a good way to I undercut these, hope. I love this necklace. Oh, no, those are my mother's anal beads. Come, ag- <laughs> <laughs> Come again. Oh, God. <laughs> oh I just want to scrub well, my mouth. they're washed. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> we don't wash. We're pure in our family. Oh, okay. Have some spearmint leaves. Yeah, yeah. Put your teeth back in. <laughs> Wow. I'm just going to jump in this wood shredder instead. Oh, my God. If it came out of a hole, don't share it with another human being. And what I like is that Abby, she's like, here's the perfect opportunity for me to throw in a pun. (laughs) I've got one line for you. And back to confidential in Maryland. (laughs) I, I, I don't know how to transition from that, but I think... 
I think that this is the best way that I, I could. Oh, wait. Oh, actually. Now, see, I do have a new columnist for you. Okay. But because you just told that story, I think this is the perfect thing for me to dovetail into. Okay. And it's an it's an Ann Landers oh. from uh, 1985, Ooh. another good year for wine style. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so this is an Ann Landers and... Uh, but I will be sharing with you a different columnist after this. But okay. considering we're talking about Shisa, let's keep things sure. below the belt for a minute. Like All right. That. Keep it tight. Keep it tight. Or loose in this case. Get yeah. ready. Careful. Dear Ann Landers, I was interested in the letter from the woman who said she wets her pants when she sneezes or coughs a lot or laughs hard. Boys' pads. We're in it. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on board. So she says, I have two suggestions for her. And I'm surprised you didn't mention them. No woman should go around worrying that she will leak on the furniture. It's humiliating. There are surgical procedures that can help those incontinent women. Surely you know about them. Another suggestion. I need to. Sorry. I laugh so hard that I have like a film in my mouth. Another suggestion. Wear full dirndl skirts. So if if you wet the back, you can twist it to the side so it won't look so bad. Signed, M, in Emporio, Kansas. First of all, Kansas. Come on. What's a dirndl skirt? It's got to be... I was going to ask you. It it doesn't sound good, but it sounds like something from Fiddler on the Roof. A dirndl skirt? Like we're putting the girls in the dirndl skirts for tradition. Tradition. Are you looking it up? Dirndl skirt. And I like that that's her option. She's like, so if you you piss your pants, just move the skirt around. Who's going to notice a wet stain on the side? And Anne, in classic Anne fashion, responds, I did not recommend surgery because I've known too many women who have had it done and it didn't help them. As for the twisted skirt, it may not look as bad with the urine on the side, but it won't smell any better. <laughs> I, re- re- I recommend leak-proof pads and rubber-lined pants. Rubber-lined pants! Is that an option? Oh, a dirndl skirt. Yes, that's very... That's very matchmaker, matchmaker. Yeah, but you're still you're just relocating. But what the fuck? You're gonna you're gonna dress like someone from Little House on the Prairie to hide the fact that you just wet yourself? I mean, I just wet myself with the last story. (laughs) I'm continually wetting myself today between the guy who's behind the wall. No dirndl skirt could cover how much I would wet my pants if I saw that guy behind the wall. And there's no answer for that, Emporio, Let Kansas. Me just tell you, I would never make it up the stairs because I'd probably trip on my dirndl skirt trying to get away from him. <laughs> like, well, she was alive until she tripped on her dirndl skirt and, and fell down he, all those stairs. Yeah, and then he ate her. Cracked her head open. Yeah. And then he put her with some creamed corn. I... I love Anne's response to this because yes, this is spot on. Now it's spot on. <laughs> Why do I keep? I'm just fall, everybody's falling into it's puns spot. today. It's a very punny Sunday. Recommend surgery. I don't know if they still. I mean, now we have all the pills. Well, and you also have poise pads. And poise pads and like Linzess and stuff. What's Linzess? Isn't Linzess? I don't know. Isn't that the pill that's like if you're wetting yourself, take this. We have we have a pill for everything. We have a pill if we want to feel too much, feel not enough. We got everything. I feel too much. I don't feel anything anymore. I'm dead inside. But at least I won't be wetting my pants anytime soon. <laughs> Leak-proof pads. So she recommends poise pads. So they had poise pads back then. Yeah. Was rubber-lined pants a thing Well, I in have another story about that. So I worked in a funeral home for a little bit. Oh, my God. Why have you lived 20 lives? <sighs> I don't know. I'm looking up rubber-lined pants. So sometimes when the body leaks, <gasps> this is a long time ago. And I did it. So where were you in this funeral home? Did you work the front of house? I was a front of house person. But sometimes, you know, the, it gets a little boring. So you go downstairs to look at the bodies? It, well, it bodies are on the same floor. <laughs> Define look. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you never their mouths. Um, and then I just moved it. Anyway, um, so if, you know, you're embalming and like the turnaround times pretty quickly, sometimes your body leaks out. So they put a plastic line like short, almost more, not short, but um, I guess like capris with elastic. <laughs> Culottes on the know. body? Yeah. Like a rubber culotte. <clears throat> yeah. In case they. At least they did at this, this particular place. Okay. 
and this particular body. So you saw this happen? Yeah. The bodies, you know, they stuff a lot of cotton in your face. So like all the stuff kind of like stays just like precautionary. Oh my God. I feel like I'm embalming myself right now. Yeah. So by the time I died, no one will have to do it. Yeah. I'm shoving a lot of things in my face. Well, I'm talking about like cotton. Exactly. Yeah. Up your nose. So am I. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when they're shoving things in you, uh-huh. anything that's left over has to come out of a hole, any hole. Well, like, so they, they take out all your blood, I'm assuming. And then they, oh, put that'll in be the fast form- for them. Then they put in the formaldehyde. Yeah. And then whatever else is like hanging out. I don't know if like, I don't really know. Exactly. Whatever else is hanging out. I'm not, I'm not a mortician. But you've been mm. around them. Yeah. It doesn't mean that I, like, I've been around a lot of doctors. I'm not going to do surgery. <laughs> I really I want would. you to, I want you to be a mortician because you have to know that's going to be the next reality show. It's there like sexy a, morticians. There was a reality show about morticians. Shut up. Yep. Really? Yeah. Oh. It was pretty good. I like that. There's I, nothing I, new I, under the sun. There's a there's a funeral home right nearby us, uh, and his name is Jacob A. Hole Funeral Home. And I thought, my a. first hole. thought was, do you want this A-hole burying you? <laughs> that would be the competitor's line. <laughs> that should be their line. That is, yeah, exactly. Come to us. You don't want this A-hole burying you. Come to Tony Tortuga's funeral home, because you don't want that a-hole burying you. <laughs> True words have never been spoken, Tony. You want a cement grave? We got it. Did you die in a spelunking accident? <laughs> We're the funeral home for you. Did you eat the wrong shit and die? <laughs> forget to chew? You forget to chew and swallow it whole? We got we got well, a grave for you. Speaking of whole. <laughs> We got the right box. And you if really you're don't want to be. If you're eating out of the wrong box, we got the right box for you. <laughs> we got a two for a deal. If you and your wife ain't getting along and you need a double suicide. We got you covered. Come to Tortuga Funeral Homes. But if you ain't shit and died, the go to the a-hole. around us. <laughs> Free rum balls with every third funeral. <laughs> Sorry to hear about your loss, rum ball. <laughs> and then you just wait for them to choke on it. And, and they're like, yes. <laughs> And then out in front, Thank you. it's like McDonald's. Another satisfied customer. Oh, wait. And another. <laughs> I like I like the idea of a funeral home saying another satisfied customer, dot, 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 we think. <laughs> I guess we'll find out. Oh, rubber-lined pants do exist. Love and it. you can buy them at Eddie Bauer. <laughs> but I think those are probably for like... Um, Wading in the water. That's more of like a, if you're, if you're fly fishing. I would assume so. Correct. Is there a stylish rubber? Well, aside from any sort of kinky, latexy, we've already talked about, about Shisa. So already we're going to get a whole new subsect of people. Correct. Um, yeah. So, I applaud those people that like you figured out what turns you on. Great. I know my kingdom. But different strokes for different folks. Emphasis on strokes. Well. I, mean, I would have a stroke if somebody shat in my mouth. I just don't, I am such a teeth freak that I, I just, I wouldn't be, you know. I would never be okay with any of this. I spend a lot of money on orthodonture. Yeah. You My know, parents spent all, a lot of money on it. They're all real. Mm-hmm, they're all, mm-hmm. you know, aligned They're not properly. in a box in, in somebody's house <laughs> yet. right now. Collect it uh, yet. yet. But I would definitely look. Anyway. <clears throat> so here's the, here it is from right, Chicago Tribune, mm-hmm. May 28th, May 22nd. 1978. Dear Abby, now I've heard everything. (laughs) My niece, who happens to be a good student, contends she was suspended from Oral Roberts University in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because she is overweight. Hmm. Can you believe that? She said she and three others were kicked out because they failed to lose at least one pound a week in accordance with the pledge they signed when they entered the school. I can't understand what a person's weight has to do with his scholastic record, and I find it hard to believe a school with the fine reputation enjoyed by Oral Roberts University would ever make such a rule. I can't stop laughing at Oral Roberts University. <laughs> My niece has always been a fairly good student, but it's, but it's possible she flunked out and just made that story up to save face. Will you please look into this and let me know if this kid is putting me on sign steamed in Oklahoma? Keep in mind right now, this is before the internet, so she could probably Google this herself right now. Like if you went to 2019, you'd be like, oh, yeah. that's a real thing. But this woman has to write into a total stranger 
and ask her this question, and here's her response. Okay. It's going to be two lines, and it's going to be a pun, and it's going to have to do with fat. I'm horrified. I'm horrified. Dear steamed. Mm. Mm. Broccoli. Steamed broccoli. Yeah. Dear steamed. It's true. It seems your niece ate herself out of the university. (gasps) Oh, my God. She'd be arrested if she said that to somebody today. But I'm told every student at ORU pledges that he or she will make every effort to keep physically fit and that the university provides a diet and exercise program to help. Furthermore, I have it orally from Oral himself (gasps) that this rule includes the faculty, too. Whoa. Layers. First of all, she had to work the word oral in there. I would. Of course. It's right there. I mean, you can't not grab the brass (laughs) ring when it's right in front of you. Oral Roberts was a televangelist. Oh, yeah. And that man is telling people to lose weight. Mm -hmm. He looks like if John Travolta, you you look at a picture of Oral Roberts. He looks like John Travolta on crack. I like that. Like if John Travolta decided to clean up his act and go back to the 1950s, that's Oral Roberts. Oral. Like that D-bag is going to tell you that you have to lose weight. So this is before you even get in there? Or do they just, does they they assign which students need to lose weight? That's Oral Roberts. What the hell is he doing with this woman? Oh, <gasps> touching, Oral Roberts touching head. Yeah. That's he was, uh, I'm looking up his Wikipedia right now. He was an American charismatic Christian televangelist. Bullshit artist. I mean, these people are crazy. These people talk about homosexuality as like, that it's a total sin, but yet I believe in the Ten Commandments, not mentioned. So there's something... Oh, good. He had faith healing crusades. Oh, good. Oh, doesn't that seem balanced? That's the person who developed a university, which still exists to this day. They, students were required to sign an honor code pledging not to drink smoke or engage in premarital sexual activities. I think that deal also comes with an asterisk that says, because I can, dear Oral Roberts, you have oral in the title of your name and your university, and you're going to tell people not to get it on. Right. No drinking, no smoking. Um, Nothing orally. So you can do anal. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine if it was called anal Roberts? There's always a loophole. (laughs) Can I imagine? (laughs) Welcome to Anal Roberts University. Take a deep breath. It's going to be a long four years. Hope you got poppers. It's a lot easier. (laughs) That's at the bookshop. (laughs) Welcome to Anal Roberts University. I'll take my Bible, those poppers, and probably some clean sheets. (laughs) (laughs) Egyptian cotton, please. Do you have any rubber pants? Rubber culottes, perhaps? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> My mom would like some poise pads if you have them. Thank you. Here at Anal Roberts University, we have a very strict dress code of rubber culottes. I'm probably going to need some dental floss, too. Everybody gets mouthwash at <laughs> Anal Roberts University. Lean in. <laughs> I'll take those mint, uh, those mint leaves. <laughs> spearmint, spearmint mint leaves. The spearmint crummy leaves. We got to have those next week. Nobody ever buys them. They've been, fucking they have a shelf that. life of 20 years. Wait, he stirred up controversy. No. I know. What a shocker, a televangelist. Oh! Wait, he stirred up controversy when Time reported in 1987 that his son claimed he had seen his father raise a child from the dead, only to have it leak all over their floor. (laughs) (laughs) That's like Craig T. Nelson in Poltergeist when the bodies... You move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies! You didn't move the bodies! How did he not get an Academy Award nomination for I that? I don't know, because I swear to God, how about when Joe Beth Williams, when she the front door opens up and a casket shoots in, she's <gasps> like, Help us! Help us! I feel like oh Steven Spielberg. I love this movie so much. It's the best movie. <laughs> I feel like Steven Spielberg didn't tell them anything that was going to happen in that movie. He just did it to them. And he's like, okay, I'm going to yell action. And then, and then before you know it, he's just throwing skeletons at them. And they're like, Jesus Christ, where's my agent on the phone? They rap for the the day. She goes right up like, you fucking asshole. I got a fucking toddler in my hand. The fucking crab keeper comes up on the fucking floor. I could have dropped that kid. Get cracked now. I got a fucking toddler in my hands. The idea that the actor would drop them. 
Because they just got Keep in mind, Joe jo Beth also just has a T-shirt. She's been thrown in the ceiling. I know. He threw her all over that set. Like, what if he didn't tell her that? We're just going to take a shower. You're going to brush your hair. You're going to blow dry it. You're going to put on that T-shirt. And then... Just relax. And then you're going to be thrown around the fucking room. Just, and then you're going to go... And then I want you to go outside. You're just going to walk outside, ask your neighbor for some help. And that's all I'm going to tell her. And then just run down then, the hallway. And then go to the production assistant. Do not tell her that it's pouring rain outside, that there is an unfinished pool, and inside the pool is a graveyard that is now coming up. And don't tell her that we're going to put her in it. Um, <laughs> just tell her it's really nice outside. And we're rolling. <laughs> Action. <laughs> Back to one. Joe Beth is like, are you, are you fucking kidding? I will shit in your mouth. If anybody Back needs to one. me, I will be in my trailer. Eating spearmint leaves. <laughs> Back to one. <laughs> How would there actually be a one? There is that? no one. He burns the set to the ground. <laughs> Talk about scorched earth. Steven Spielberg is like, nothing's left on this studio lot when I'm done with it. It's like, don't tell Laura Dern that there's actually a dinosaur. A behind legit her dinosaur. You, um, oh. Resurrected. Did you ever see that? traveling dinosaur show where the people dress up as dinosaurs and it looks too real for me. And I have a genuine fear of dinosaurs. I really think that they could come screaming back any second now. I think that, I think that we can make a dinosaur and it scares the shit out of me. And it's such a genuine fear. Dinosaurs, sharks, and ghosts and men living behind walls. <laughs> Dinosaurs. Ask Jim when I saw they were advertising this dino show and they had a guy dressed up as a raptor. It ran at me and I, I spelunked myself. I did. I shit myself. It was such a scary. It was too real looking. And that's for kids. I would shit if I were a kid. I would never leave the house again. Oh my God, Oral Roberts. Oh, Oral Roberts. My abs hurt now after that. Wow. And I like that, of course, she comes to his defense. So I wonder if Anne had some uh, evangelical leanings or if she was in know, bed though. with Oral Roberts. Why am I talking like well, I think she's just, I think she's just saying, come sit by me. Um, I think she's just kind of saying like. This is part of the parcel of what the yeah, school says. Yeah. It's and their it's, mission It's statement. also for everybody. She doesn't say that it's right or wrong, though. But she says, this is what I see in their code. Right. And code? I got it orally from Oral. Orally. And she really like, come on, Anne. You don't know the entendre. It's 1978. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, he definitely laid his hands on me. Oh, definitely. He laid hands on me and then I could walk just like that dead body he resurrected. <laughs> I swear sure. I saw my father resurrect a dead body. What an ass. Like, and what more? What an asshole like, family. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. That, that man over there, yeah, he raised the dead body from his backyard. Mm-hmm. He's like the pioneer of televangelism. According I don't to understand. Me. If these people had so much fucking money and they all actually all talked to the Lord the way that they said they did, mm-hmm. it's like the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. The chalice should be made out of what ceramic or whatever. It shouldn't be made out of gold lined, whatever. So these churches that everyone's building, that's not, that's not right. You're being lied to. Wait, chalice? <laughs> <laughs> you know, the Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade in order to like, I think, to like win the... I haven't seen it in so long. Another Spielberg. Uh, made by a carpenter. Right. Carpenter. So like Oh, a so it was a simple thing. Right. So it wasn't simplicity. Elaborate. Like basically Jesus's like life is, should be simple. It shouldn't be complicated. Mm-hmm. So all these like churches that these elaborate ornate, blah, 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 blah. These modern Ooh. day um, televangelists who have like these, you know, those With huge... Jumbotrons. Jumbotrons and huge church and mega mansions and blah, blah, blah. It's like... Let's go back to if you're gonna pre- if you're gonna really like Practice preach to everyone preach. Yeah. about like the Bible and all this shit, then you should be living with twelve of your friends in a hut somewhere, wearing one gown for the rest of your fucking life, and you never get your hair cut or nails done, and you wear sandals and wash off your friends' feet. You don't employ people to do all that shit for you. Walk so if you're gonna walk. if you're gonna walk if you're gonna pick and choose from the Bible, then. I just picked the wine scene. Yeah. Like water into wine. Like everybody come to my house. I got a pool out back. I'm going to turn into wine. My friend Lucille Ball is going to stomp some grapes. She's not going to take her socks off and it's going to create barefoot (laughs) Pinot Grigio. uh, Well, yeah. 
talk the talk. I That's what I or, or talk the talk, walk the walk. So, uh, well, yeah, please, like Joel wanna, Osteen, you wanna, have you watched you, that? Yeah, if you want to sit there and be enlightened, great. Then you better take half of your profits and give it back to someone. Because all these people, these poor people are giving oh. all their money thinking that Jesus is coming, whatever they're doing to support. Like that, it's and they so believe them fully. bizarre it's, well, to it's, think that that's a real thing. Yeah, mind-washing. That's like, that's like thinking like Santa Claus exists. Oh, do you ever see Jesus Camp? What? The documentary Jesus Camp? No. If you do, just don't sleep for like, prepare, be prepared to not sleep for a week. And be uncomfortable. It's a documentary about this very thing. It's like snake handlers, but like the kids that are coming up to be bred as the new generation of evangelists. And why are they so angry? Because last time I last time I read the Bible, Jesus wasn't angry. So why is everyone so fucking angry if you're like the, spreading the word of God? I don't know. And we've never seen a Jesus that isn't ripped with a six pack. I have questions. I have a lot of questions. I have a lot of religious questions. I want to transition right now. That's your body, your choice. <laughs> oh, I have a new columnist for you. Are What's you ready? It's Boston based. It's a man or woman? Woman. Dear Beth. I don't like it. Oh, is it because of the name Beth? Yeah. Well, get ready because you know she was a really specific advice columnist for teens. Oh. Teens who have questions. Which teens wrote to Anne and Abby. It was just quirkier. This is more like sex advice. So now picture <clears throat> an awkward teen having to put pen to paper and be like, I don't know what's happening to me at night, but in the morning, my Egyptian cotton sheets are a mess. So I need to write to somebody who isn't in my family and nowhere near the house. And then also, if you're a teen, do you know anything about stamps? Does your mother have to send this out? Can you, like, because I couldn't get anything past my parents in my house. If I breathed the wrong way, my mother was like, did you just breathe the wrong way? If from like five floors away, we didn't have five floors. We, right. we lived so. simply like peasants, like Jesus. We lived simply. We had one loaf of bread, one long table, which everyone sat on one side. And a wooden chalice. Yeah. Not gold. So uh, her name was Elizabeth Winship. Here's a little, a little backstory so you know about her. Right. Uh, she's from Boston, Boston girl. Well, technically Pittsfield, but you know, what are you going to do? Uh, she's born on 1921. She went to like Vassar and Radcliffe and all these types of smart girly schools where people wore sharp outfits and had nice hair. And, uh, she was hired as a book reviewer for the Boston globe, which somehow she transitioned into writing advice columns specifically for adolescents. So here's a here's one that I cherry picked because her answer is fantastic. It's delicious. Okay, so <clears throat> this is a kid. I got to change the voice. Dear Beth, the only guys girls go for are the jocks and the hoods, and I'm neither of those. I'm no good at any sport except skiing, and that doesn't count for anything at school. Kids consider me square because I've never really had the chance to be anything else. I get mostly A's, which doesn't help. Low man in Medford. I maybe made him too young, mm -hmm. but <laughs> you get the idea. He's square. Can I ask a question? Yes. Okay. Jocks in the hoods? No, no. Jocks and hoods. So but, this is a two different categories of people. I assume hoods are mean? like the bad guys. This was February well, of 19... So. <laughs> but this is 1980. It's not like it's 1960 where it's like... Mm. Uh, it's 2019 and guys are still wearing hoods. So. Well, but you know how we always have to categorize people. And my father said that growing up in Somerville, they had different categories of, of guys. Like if you were a jock or if you were, you know, like the usual sort of stereotypes of how things break down in schools. A loner, a rebel. But now. there was, um, there were one, two of the categories that I enjoyed that he says in Boston were, it was like thugs, college. College were the smart kids. So yeah. he was in the college category. Mm -hmm. And then there was another category called Vroom. Not kidding. What's like that? Like V, 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 Vroom. What does that mean? I think nerdy kids. I think like not, not the smarty smarts, but like I think kind of, I would say emo maybe. I think mm. the closest equivalent we have to a Vroom is emo. Mm. Not emo Phillips, <laughs> who follows me on Instagram. I like that. I know. So now we have a kid. Also, by the way, I like that he's no good at any sport except skiing. 
So this is clearly a privileged child. Skiing is not a, a cheap sport. <laughs> you know? I'm not good at anything except for equestrian. I know. Except for any sport that requires at least a $200 investment in a one-day ticket. Yeah. It's not like running where I can walk out the door and run. I have to... For free 90 free. No. Yeah. Talk about the gear. Skiing is expensive. I haven't done it in a while. Especially if you hit a tree. That's expensive. <laughs> Oh, Sonny. All right, so, so here's... what did Beth have to say? Beth. I got to give Beth a different voice, but <laughs> I don't know who she is yet. She's no Ann Landers. There's definitely no Beth. Salty. I know Beth is a very... Beth. But I think... Uh, Beth. I don't know what... I don't know. I'm going to find her voice eventually, but this Just is what I got so large far. large Marge sent you. <laughs> Macho images slowly. Um, maybe she's kind of smart and waspy. I don't, I don't know. This I is what I, uh, this is my first interpretation of Beth. We'll I'm going to workshop this yeah. voice for yep, Beth. Yep, yep, yep. We'll take it out. The macho image is slowly fading in favor of men who are sensitive, intelligent, and who jog or play squash. <laughs> wait, no, wait for it. Go see Kramer versus Kramer if you don't believe me. But even Dustin Hoffman would have trouble selling this role to an American high school. Wait a second. Let me read this part again. Go see Kramer versus Kramer if you don't believe me. But even Dustin Hoffman would have trouble selling this role in an American high school. You'll have to wait, but your time will come. Your good mind will be admired more and more as your peers mature. Cultivate your various strengths and you can make it on your own. Work on friendliness and poise, too. When you show your enthusiasm and appreciation for others, they can't help but like you. Crack your knuckles and let's go in. Okay, a couple things. Kramer versus Kramer. <laughs> Kramer is, versus Kramer. Um, He's it, an asshole. Kramer versus Kramer is with Dustin Hoffman and... Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. In, in horrible divorce Mary proceedings. Mary. And she's telling a kid to go and watch Kramer versus Kramer. Right. Where then he... Um, the kid falls off the jungle gym, breaks his arm. Child neglect. And then they have to go to that horrible court where... He's awarded custody of the child, and Meryl is not, no longer a part of the family. Mm -hmm. It is about a dissolution <laughs> of merit. What are you telling a child to go, to go watch Kramer this movie? Kramer. No, she's awarded. She's awarded him, but... Oh, and now he can't. Out. And then she kind of freaks out, like, it's too much for her, and she gives it back to him. Yeah. Oh, that's it. I cry shenanigans. I love the idea of her saying, you know what, kid? Go see Kramer versus Kramer. This is, this is going to help you out with your quest to find coolness. If you look at Dustin Hoffman's track, the macho image is slowly fading in, fen, in, in favor of men who are sensitive, intelligent, and who jog or play squash. Play squash. Squash? Yeah, squash is masculine, I guess. I would rather spelunk than play squash. Is squash like, uh, I was about to say okay. badminton. No, it's like handball, right? What's up? What's the uh, racquetball? Remember racquetball? That was like the sport of the 80s. That yep. was where like high-powered CEOs did cocaine yep. and went and played racquetball. Yep. And that was kind of how they did their business. They're like, I'll take them on the court. We'll do a bump. Yeah. And then I'm going to come back with a merger or an acquisition. Yeah. Welcome it was in falsettos. The they played racquetball. Oh, see? Racquetball. And the, oh, I like that I say this and I'm having like a triggered memory mm -hmm. where my father belonged to the racquetball club. Jesus. Was my father a mover and a shaker? Was he, he did a lot of cocaine? Charlie Sheen on Wall Street. <clears throat> okay, wait. We need to just break this down a little bit more, and then I'll feel like happy. We've done two today. Beth, it, how do you it, feel about Beth so far? This I is the first Beth. Be gentle with her. I she think didn't, it's going to be the last Beth. No, Beth is coming back. I want to hear her last Beth. No, because take your last. Breathe Beth. your last Beth. Look, I think that first of all, adolescent adolescent advice is a very difficult arena to navigate. So she I apparently has never encountered an adolescent. If that's her advice, take squash or what about Kramer versus Kramer? I like that. All of her advice is like 20 years ahead of like what they should ever be doing. Like, did he allude to uh, listening to adult contemporary music? I don't think he did. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, do you ever just relax with some Kenny G and a nice bottle of Pinot Grigio? He's like, actually I did. Oh, wine. Oh, okay. Well then can I recommend go home, crack open a can of wine style. And just, you know, that she's like, you know, you know, Glamour magazines and Home and Garden, you know, when you're at home trying to make the perfect souffle and you're just trying to get it right. That's, that's what this problem is like, 13 year old. 
Yeah, oh, but you're going to hear more from Beth because we need to hear more from some other advice columnists. Fine, There's fine. more than just Abby and Ann out there. There were other fine. people competing for change, this ad space. Fine. Just lean in. I fear change. Oral Roberts, lean in. Act like you're going to Oral, Oral Roberts University, relax your sphincter, and talk about Dustin Hoffman to a 13-year-old who could totally relate. Can I mean, you imagine that that kid finally gets a response to his letter and it's this? He's like, thanks. If I wanted to talk to my dad, I would. You picture the kid like, what's Kramer versus Kramer? Who's, Who's Dustin, Dustin Hoffman? Hoffman? What's squash? Can you imagine like going to the, going to this like uh, blockbuster video and be like, can I get Kramer versus Kramer as a kid? And he reads it. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Like stand by me. It's fucking Kramer versus Kramer. I love the idea of the kid walking into Blockbuster Video and be like, "Yeah, um, can I have the Qbert movie and Kramer versus Kramer? I'll take Cocoon, um, Three Men and a Little Lady, and um, Kramer versus Kramer. What? And throw in batteries not included while you're at it. Like, what is this kid? <laughs> Who is this kid? Let me take your Blockbuster card away. You don't know how to use your Blockbuster card. Do you have Platoon? <laughs> Just a feel-good Friday, Friday night. Um, I need to get Predator. Predator for my father. What about Poltergeist? Because I heard Yobeth Williams' performance in it is, quote, stirring, end quote. <laughs> Realistic. You move the headstones, but you didn't move the bodies. Why? You didn't move the bodies. Why? Seven. Seven. I don't have any pants on. Enjoy your week, everybody. Well, this Until has been time. fun. Hi, everyone. If you're liking our little skit, please take a moment, rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. Thanks so much for listening.